What is up, Nuggets Nation? We are back. Guess who's back? Back. <laughs> back again. We are again. back. <laughs> Katie Wingy and Chris Dempsey here on the Nuggets 24K podcast, and we're here to get you ready for 1920. The new season has arrived. Uh, thank goodness. <laughs> Basketball, we've missed you. <laughs> exactly. That's. I mean, that's the best phrase to describe it. We, we just can't get enough of the Denver Nuggets and yeah. all that that entails. So this is going to be a little season preview episode for you guys. Uh, just talking through what we saw at training camp, what we anticipate for this season, maybe just a, cu- a couple quick predictions like we did last year. Uh, and then we're just going to get right into basketball. Somebody told me that you predicted 54 wins. I did. For That's the that is correct. Year. Thank you for bringing that back up. Um, yes, I did. <laughs> is nail. there evidence of that somewhere? I think it's on this podcast. It's on this podcast, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, in past episodes. So we'll have to go back and see if we can extract that audio and just like work it in here. 54 <laughs> wins. 54 wins. 54 wins. I think they'll have 54 wins. And you thought that that was a ridiculous number. That's I remember you being like, wow. That, and I was like, just wait, Dumps. I can't even remember what I predicted last year. <laughs> I think you year, said 50. But I might, yeah, I might, or maybe I said 54 too. You didn't. I know you didn't because you thought that my 54 was ridiculous. <laughs> How many wins do you think this season? Uh, we'll I just think get 50, right into it. I think 54, which okay. is very funny to say. I, you know, it's funny because there is a lot of, well, this team could be better, but their record might be worse going around. I feel that way. And yeah, and so I think, I mean, I get it. I do. I do. But you know what? Here's what I think. I think this team also is improved. And I th- the reason I think that, I think the individual players are better. And so we'll see. I mean, I think that can keep you at the same level. And I think if you're trying to finish number one in the Western Conference. Which they are. Yeah, I mean, 53, 54 wins is probably going to be the number you have to get to to do that. I'm going to say 52. 52. I think that they go two less this season. And that's strictly because I think the teams in the West are – are better overall like there's a there's a greater number of good teams in the west exactly (laughs) like going on the road those are going to be very very hard games to win i mean they did have a couple pretty bad losses last year i the one that comes to mind for me is at atlanta Mm -hmm. but i do there that's going to happen inevitably you're going to have a couple losses where you're like man i wish we would have wouldn't have let that one slip away yeah I still think that the schedule is just tougher given where guys have moved to in, in the offseason. Well, and, you know, how – what's the approach? You know, what are the, what's the player's mindset going into the season and how does that manifest itself as the games go on? Because you know, I think for – especially for Coach Michael Malone, it seems to me that the most concerned – the most the aspect that he has the most concern over is just his team's day-to-day approach. Oh, hey, you guys are awesome this year. You should finish the in the top three and four. Yeah. And so do you walk out on the court with swag? Like, yeah, we got this. And then all of a sudden you find yourself in a bunch of really difficult games and maybe losing some that you shouldn't have. Or do you still have that chip? Do you still have that hunger? You lost game seven on your home court in the Western Conference semifinals. So does that spur you on yeah. in the season? And so I think to me, that's going to be the difference in their win total. You know, were they disciplined enough to have that approach every single night? And were they grown up enough, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah. think that's a big factor in this is like maturity level of, okay, we've gotten that inexperience out of the way. How do we handle it when there's maybe a little bit of pressure on us, when yeah. there are more eyes on us? Uh, was, is that kind of your biggest takeaway in terms of 
state of mind going into this season with not only head coach Michael Malone, but with the team? Have there been any phrases or things that have stuck out to you, I guess? Yeah, just that one. Just, you know, because it keeps coming up. You don't even have to ask the specific question about... Yeah, they voluntarily... They just said, yeah, they, you know, they kind of weave and they get right back around to, but you know, if we can block out all the noise, if we just stay close-knit together and we, we, you know, so... It's clearly on their mind. It's on everybody's mind. And I think in those first few days, media day into maybe the, I would say, just the week of, of training camp yeah. at Colorado Springs, like for Michael Malone, that, that he just kept pounding that rock. And I thought, man, this is something that's on his mind for real. And now it's dialed up on my radar screen because I want totally. to see how they handle it. Yeah. I, just a couple thoughts on that thought. I mean – one of my favorite phrases leading up to this regular season was one that head coach Michael Malone used, and it was like the second that you get pat on the back, I'm going to mess this up, but, and you don't look around, that's when you get your, <laughs> I'm not going to swear on here, but your butt kicked. Yeah. Uh, and I just think that that is the mentality that this group has of like the moment that we start to get too confident or start overlooking teams or thinking that, you know, we're that good. Yeah that's when you start to fall apart or lose that togetherness, that camaraderie that this Nuggets team has. I mean, you talk about how Malone has been hammering this message into the ground. He, at that team meeting before training camp, like that was the overarching theme. Yeah. And he had Paul Millsap speak on it. He had some of the front office, Josh Kroenke speak on it of like, hey, you guys had a killer season last year. Yeah. But like, how do we approach this season one, having a championship mentality, knowing that that's a real idea, a real concept that they could be grasping. That is actually a real goal to have. Yeah. But also, how do we stay level-headed and humble and together and go through, like you said, the day-to-day -day of like, today we're going to try and get better. Mm -hmm. Let's just focus on what's going on today. What do we need to do to be successful in whatever game? execution game plans that sort of thing so mm -hmm. you're right discipline is going to be huge i think that that's been my takeaway too of just like this championship mentality that they have this oh, season absolutely and that's why I, I think at that team meeting the night before they showed them being beaten totally the, i loved that yes because here for it <laughs> right so so you know this is remember that you know you had your heart broken that night remember how that felt get back to that uh, place and then win and so, yeah, it's just as I think the state of mind is the most concerning because I don't think he's concerned with the talent level. I think he feels like players came back, uh, you know, better For than sure. they were last year. Yeah. Um, he's already just a couple of days ago. He talked about or maybe it was just yesterday. He talked about I'm just using nebulous time on the podcast. That's but, fine. Yes. <laughs> we don't know when you people are listening. <laughs> right. Uh, he talked about uh, that Bim being in great shape. Healthy. And, and, and healthy. That's and huge. so, yeah. So I, I don't think those things are concerned. It's just these state of mind things and even has that trans Translates onto the court. So, uh, are you disciplined enough to not uh, have unforced errors and a ton of turnovers? Not so Everything far. Everything is just yeah, right. Oh, Working only, on it. Yeah, exactly. Work in progress. So, you know, I think for him, it's all state of mind. How you approach it, how you're disciplined, how you execute during a basketball game, and if that is going to be okay, then the talent will just take over, and the system is awesome, and they'll be a, a very, very good basketball. So, game. here's my question to you, and this has been something that I've kind of been thinking about with all of these phrases and themes that have been evolving with this team so far leading up to the regular season is okay so you have this championship mentality but you also have this concept of we don't want to get too big of heads mm -hmm. how do you get this team 
to play with the swagger and the confidence without overlooking opponents. Yeah. And I think that I think the way you do that is you hold them accountable on all the little minute things that maybe you weren't holding them accountable before or maybe you would just say, "Okay, let's just make sure we, you know, get this." But now I think you're a little more strict, a little more maybe you're mad at some places where you miss you weren't mad before. Yeah. Instead because, of it being a learning process, yeah, it's like you should know better. You should know and let's do this right like you. Yeah. So I can see I can see where he would jump this team a little bit more this year because they're veterans, they understand what they need to do. And if you're not going to do the little things, then he's gonna feel that he has a little more latitude and license to flip out on them yeah. maybe in some uh, in some occasions that where he didn't last week he bit his tongue and said okay this is still learning mm-hmm. and we're still young yes. and we're gonna do this <laughs> and i'm just gonna have you know a propel Everybody water learns and, differently. And, exactly <laughs> exactly so um I, I think that's where i think that's where we'll see i mean I, you know uh, or a, a reporter asked him about his reaction after the final preseason game, which they won, and they f- committed just a few turnovers. Oh, I did that interview. Yeah, I yeah, know you how upset he was <laughs> right. post game. And so, um, and he said, "Well, yeah, I mean, I was upset. I don't think we held ourselves to the standard that we need to don't hold ourselves." Don't play down to competition, yeah, right? And so that might have been something where he would have just said, "Okay, all right, we're just going to let that go and move on." But I don't think he's going to let that go because he knows he can't. Yeah. Is this the deepest team in the NBA? I think without question. Um, the Clippers are a very deep team. Um, the the Utah Jazz maybe can get to about eight to nine before you start to see a drop off. Um Let's see, Eastern Conference, maybe the Philadelphia. I eh, know Philadelphia's bench is not that great. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I just, take it back. Yeah, that's just they have players that need to prove it uh, on the bench. Maybe Boston's team is is, is yeah. deep as well. But but yeah, no bot, no team is going. You're not looking at your players twelve, thirteen, and fourteen and going, well, these dudes. You could make a case where you could start one or two of those guys. And, like, there is no team that's doing that out there. I agree. Like, I agree. And those, it's like trying to force minutes for guys because you know that they're talented enough and you know that they could make very real contributions to this team. And we're talking 10 through 14 Yeah. here. And I think once we get into the nitty-gritty of the season, it'll be more of a 9-10. Mm-hmm. You agree? Yeah. yeah. Rotation. But – I I still don't really know what that's going to look like. Mm-mm. You and know the core. need to get to twelve. You know injuries and just fatigue. Yeah, true. And maybe matchups or whatever. Load management. Load management. Which they might take you know, into you, play. I want to ask you about this. So there, there seems to be. I don't. I can't say how widespread it is, but I've had a couple of people ask me about Paul Millsap and sitting out, sitting him out games. To which my response has been: I don't see why he would sit out a game. I I don't. Why would I, I don't I, for me, I don't know. I, I guess I can understand it, but he's never done that. It's never been a yeah. part of his makeup. So but what do you think about that? And do you think it'll happen? I do think it will happen. And the reason that I do is because Coach Malone has commented on Jeremy Grant being an option to allow Paul to rest a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Maybe he doesn't sit out a game, but maybe Jeremy Grant gets the bulk of the minutes that night. And Paul does. You know, he starts and then sits for longer than he usually does in those rotational uh, minutes. But I think we're going to see 
it's going to be more of a thing this year with this whole team. Mm -hmm. I don't think that Nikola Jokic wants to sit, but I think that they're going to have to do that for a couple games. And Coach Malone has hinted that that might be a thing. They need to have not just an 82, 84, whatever, how many games it is mentality. Now it's a 100-plus game Mm -hmm. mentality of, Mm -hmm. like, how do we – not conserve these guys, but be smart about the way that you're using them. And maybe it is a game-by-game scenario where, okay, they're up by a lot. You're just sitting the rest of the night, which they did that last season too. Yeah. And, and I would – I of course they'll do that. You'll take that every opportunity. Yes, yep. yes. But, I mean, what – this is a more competitive NBA. This is anybody's game. I mean, so are we going to have games like that? I don't yeah. necessarily know. Is it a second night of a back-to-back where, okay, we're just going to, like, sit you for this one early in the season against an opponent that – an Eastern Conference opponent that who mm-hmm. doesn't really matter. Yeah, I I could see that happening very realistically. I, it's a I weird see it space. Being a thing. Yeah, it's an interesting space. But the Nuggets really haven't ever lived in that space to where yeah. they've had to think about or talk about or actively or a- even act on it in terms of load management. And so, um, it will be interesting to see how they handle it because they've already taken steps to um, help rest and recovery with these players and one of them is staying over on yep. on road trips we're gonna see much more of that too they're going to do it uh, it's, uh, I, i'm gonna double check this number 16 out of 23 times on that road when it, where really? it can be done, they will stay over in the city and so that is the vast majority of times that you could stay you are staying on road trips on road like trips. long not just one game and back to denver like, right yeah yes okay uh, and then obviously not on back-to-backs yes. you'll be coming back that night but um so they've taken some initial steps with rest and recovery and that kind of stuff now the question is is how much do you sit players out? Yeah, Nikola Jokic. I, I I was one of the maybe I might have been the only person. I just didn't buy into the Nikola Jokic's tired thing last year late. Oh yeah, because he played thirty one minutes per game. Like, He's so good at like conserving his energy and using it yeah. wisely. He's yeah. so smart about it. Yeah, and so and he's youthful. He's fine, but maybe coming off of the world, the FIBA World Cup, and everything, we've already seen they barely played him. You know, relatively speaking, in the play, in the preseason. Yeah, I mean, it was eighteen minutes, fourteen minutes. Like they just wanted to run him out there just to get a quick sweat. Yeah, and then get him off. Yeah, and get him off the court. So oh, you're oh Nick, oh you're still the same guy. Oh right, you can, you can come, come and take now. a seat. Yeah, yeah it's fine. <laughs> You know, if there is any player that does not need a preseason, it's Nicole Jokic. He just does not slides right into the regular season. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, so they have definitely, you know, a medical staff and sports performance staff that is very dialed into these issues, and so we'll see, you know, what they can convince Michael Malone to do and not to do, and how they do it. Let's talk new faces and what you've seen from them in the preseason now. And the two that I'm thinking of are Jeremy Grant and Michael Porter Jr. Let's start with Grant here. I have been so pleasantly surprised with how seamless the transition of him onto this team has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. You know, some, sometimes players are made for certain systems and teams. And it just seems to me that maybe Jeremy Grant and the Nugget system as it's constructed right now, it, they're just a perfect fit. Yeah. And so he can come in right in, just a bouncy athletic guy, um, he already cuts. He already shoots the three really well. He already attacks the glass. He already rotates Defense. well on defense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so it's just 
you know, for him. And then this is a system where there's it's not stagnant. So in Oklahoma City, uh, where he used to play, there all was, we have to do is say Russell Westbrook. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, so the, you know, the offense was set up in such a way where. You know, you, you you have kind of pick and roll action with Westbrook and Steven Adams or Paul George and Steven yep. Adams, whatever. But everybody else is kind of fanned out along the three-point line. Spot just up. Basically just standing, yeah. <laughs> Spot I mean, up and wait for me to pass it if you're open. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, and he was able to have success in, yeah. in, in that aspect. But he is an energetic guy gets up and down the court once he's just he's kind of everywhere all the time mm-hmm. and the nugget system is just everywhere is every everybody's everywhere all the time it is a great fit for him he's been fantastic i think so too and i think he's a basketball player though that i watch and i'm like you're a chameleon in a lot of ways i think that he is that smart and that good enough where he can fit any system mm-hmm. i think the nugget system is the right fit for him to be the most successful and give him the most freedom to play in the ways in which he wants to play but even in okc he found success in a system that was russ do your thing mm-hmm. and that's pretty remarkable yeah. to be able to say that he still found ways to contribute and found his niche within that that thunder style of play i love his energy mm-hmm. what he brings and I also would say the way that he's become a part of the Nuggets culture off the court yeah that's another thing where I'm just like you are acting like you've been around these guys since kindergarten yeah the way that you are joking with them and laughing with them and that chemistry has translated instantly so onto the floor when he when it was when the news got out there that the Nuggets were trading for Jeremy Grant I immediately got two texts from uh, people I used to, colleagues that I that used to, uh, colleagues when I was a beat writer. Yes. And the first thing. Th- Dems is very well connected. Those, those things, those texts said, Chris, you guys are getting the greatest guy ever. Like, not just a great guy. What yeah. was it? The greatest guy ever. And Jeremy Grant is such, a, as a human being, he's top notch. Yeah. Just as all there is to it. And to speak, you know, speaking to how he's been able to fit right in with this, mm-hmm. with, the, with the Nuggets culture. Yeah. I mean, he's just a fun loving guy, laid back. He doesn't come in and say, I'm the man. It's like, no. man, it's not a part of his mental makeup. And this, for this basketball team, um, and that culture, which this front office has paid very close attention to, not just your talent, but what you are, who you are as a person mm-hmm. and what you're adding or subtracting from the locker room he's been a huge addition i couldn't agree more the name it's like the man the myth the legend almost (laughs) that we had been waiting so long to see in action in a nuggets uniform michael porter jr what were your initial thoughts seeing him in those preseason games oh i i loved it you know you know it's you know he he literally hadn't played a game in 571 days before he stepped on the court. 571. Yeah, I mean that's that's. And cool. welcome to the NBA. Like, <laughs> right. You played right. like a couple games in college <laughs> yeah. and some high school basketball, and like here you go. And now you're in the over NBA. over 500 days later, almost 600 days later. Yeah, and that's it's amazing. It, I, I thought he was. There was no way that I was gonna like thin slice pick apart his any of those games in the preseason because the last mean the last significant basketball he played significant was high school basketball got hurt in the first few minutes of his first college game came back and played one like conference tournament game and then played into the uh, ncaa tournament but that is it and so when he stepped on the court and was able to the first shot was like kind of like oh dribble iso like let me just knock this this jumper <laughs> like down fade away yeah. from the wing <laughs> it was, I was like that this guy man um 
I, I, th- I think he's been fantastic. I really do. I think he's worked hard. I think he's um, sacrificed himself in terms of, you know, I, I know that I need to play off ball. I know that I need to be a, run the court. I know I need to do these other things. Rebound, yeah, defend. Yeah, right. Yes. I, I think he's been very mature about those things. And um, on the court, he he – he's a scorer the points just come he just ends up with a bunch of points and that's that's what stuck out to me most was like okay this guy hasn't played basketball in how many years how many days a ridiculous amount of time and he got on the court and his skill set is so natural like his talent level is through the roof he just is a freak of nature Mm -hmm. like born and meant to be a basketball player type mm-hmm. of person. And you saw it within the first couple possessions yeah. of him being on the court. And it's, I mean, this sounds so cliche, but for him, it truly is like riding a bike. Yeah. Like as long as he can stay healthy, it's like basketball is what I've, <laughs> I, I'm meant to do. Yeah. This is how I'm going to do it. The thing that has stuck out to me most about him has been his growth as a person and as a professional basketball player over the past year. Mm-hmm. And you touched on it, the way that he has, changed his mindset of I'm the best there ever was I'm going to be the best that there ever was to okay yes I am very good but I also have to improve in a lot of different ways if I want to be a realistic contributor to this team and those ways according to coach Malone have been rebounding defense and moving without the basketball oh and and they're challenging him right yes first game he didn't get in until the second half second game he didn't get until the second half yep third game he got in the first in the first half fourth game he didn't get into the fourth quarter and so they're testing him out on the court as a player, yep. but also as, hey, wait your turn, and it's going to be, you you know. but Just in case see, you just forgot, just it's see, not about you. Right, right, right. And I just think his he's been great in, in that. And listen, his when he gets on the court and gets the minutes get bigger, he's going to, without a doubt, prove that he belongs on the court yes. for more minutes. But I just love how he's approached it. He's done everything they've asked. He's trying really hard. Um, you know, he's got to learn what basketball is at the NBA level. And, and what basketball is. is within the Nuggets organization, yeah. right? And I yeah. think that he has become more and more committed to just being a part of this team and this culture and that style of basketball as opposed to the ISO stuff, right. you know, like he, he is a scorer to an effect of like, he could score at hand whenever he wanted mm-hmm. and could make plays for himself whenever he wanted, but that's not how the Nuggets play. That's not, that's not why they were voted the most fun team to watch <laughs> on the GM <laughs> survey. Right. And, and it will make him a better player later. You know, when you are allowed to just stay in the same box that you've always been in. Okay, so maybe for this particular team or two that might work. But then you get into a different situation and now it's a, you're you're fish out of water. Yeah. What is happening? I don't know how to operate in this different kind of new environment. For him, this is the best case scenario because he already knows how to be an ISO player. That's yeah. fine. He already knows how to do that. But can you do the rest of this? And so when when he's at some point in his career, he's going to be able to marry the two. Yeah. And then he'll be killer off the ball, killer on the ball. And how are you going to stop that? I mean, it's just going to be great. You don't. Uh, Let's talk about them being voted the most fun team to watch. (laughs) They are the most fun team. I know, right? (laughs) And so describe that, what you think that basketball will be like this season. Well, I think for the you know or what just, makes them the most fun to watch. I, I just think the the movement of I think the movement of the offense just it just doesn't get stagnant. Um, 
uh, there's enough athleticism to the rim, high flying, so you're going to get your dunks, you're going to get your transition flash. Mm -hmm. Cuts. Uh, cuts. You find defenders yeah. that are sleeping and yeah. they plays, yeah. You have a center who's one of the best passers in all of the NBA. Voted number two on the GM survey behind LeBron James. And it's not just you know, conventional stuff, right? No. Like he can, he has a, he has a little flair to what he does. Unmatched vision. Yeah. It's just as, so I just think when you, you know, the total, the, the totality of all of that, it just makes the team fun to watch. And the, you know, the scores will be high. They will never be low. Um, they keep the pace. They're, they're going to want to keep the pace even higher this year. So, I mean, they're, they're, I, I get it. I get it. And they are the, to me, they, they are the most fun to watch. I, I think it's unpredictability is a huge thing of like you're not going to see the same thing every night with this Nuggets team mm -hmm. really ever anybody can have a hot night but what I love and I, I think I'm going to grab hold of this concept a little bit more it's almost like a and this is the word that comes to my mind but I don't mean it in a disrespectful or like underlooking them at all but it's like misfits like mm -hmm. a bunch of misfits that just kind of come together mm -hmm. that are abnormal basketball players that are willing to sacrifice and put the team before individual honors accolades whatever you want to say but it's like you you can relate to at least every single one of the starters and then you get into the bench and they're even like they're great human beings as well yeah. and they're just like like tory craig seeing his instagram posts with his son yeah. and like scaring him or doing fun things with him dancing with him mm -hmm. i mean monte is constantly out in the community doing things with the city of denver and the whole starting group of like Nicola is someone that you could see on the street if you did not watch NBA basketball and be like, that's a tall dude. <laughs> and that would be the extent of your thought on right. who that is. Like, you would never guess he's an NBA player. I, lo I love the the confidence and the swagger of Jamal Murray mm -hmm. and the, the arrows that are, like, flying and the way that he gets in people's faces like he's the villain that you root for. Mm -hmm. And it j there's so many characters and different personalities that you put them all together and combine it with that style of play that you're talking about. I don't know how there could be a more fun team. I know. <laughs> like, and they don't even, a lot of the people don't even know the personality side of them. And it's still like, well, they're the most fun basketball because there aren't any rules. Right. <laughs> like you just pass and cut and move and screen and, and just, do whatever you want. <laughs> for sure. Find a way to score yes. and like work together when you're doing and it. And that's what makes the, the game fun. You know, I mean, you know, Golden State used to live in this space for the longest time. And it was because when you got Steph and Clay and Draymond and then, you know, to a certain extent with Kevin Durant, out there on the court and the three started raining down and it was wide open in the open court and it was the crowd if you watch them if you were watching them on league pass like the, the arena so loud it just is electric yeah it just is fun to watch yeah. and so i just think that the nuggets have they are the number one team in that space now i mean there's there's gonna be a lot of fun teams to watch in this league um this year and i I think a lot of people are looking forward to this season as a whole because so many good teams. But lots of um, duos. Yeah, but for the Nuggets, I just you know it's it's a great style to watch, and we have it here. Yeah, how lucky are we? Let's wrap up this episode, this preview episode, with a couple quick questions for you. We'll just start with a, a an easy one. Most valuable player. Nikola Jokic. Okay. Same. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that you weren't going to like. Just hit you with something yeah, different. <laughs> totally throw me off guard there. Who do you think will be the most improved player on this Nuggets team? Hmm. That's a really good question. So I think that player will be. Um, 
It's tough. Yeah, because they were all so good last year. Mm-hmm. And there were a number of players that made really significant like improvement leaps. But I think I'm going to put... I'm going to put Monte Morris back on that stage mm-hmm. because I think his game, he will take his game to the next level. Here's one of the things I really liked. So they experimented with Will Barton with the second lineup uh, in during some of the preseason yep. games. So that was a situation last year that really didn't jive with Monte Morris's game. Like it, he just kind of struggled. The in style that, of play of the ball. second unit was tough to integrate Will Barton with. Yeah. And so, but when they did that this year, just in the in the in the yeah. short the time that they did that, like Monte was great. Yeah. I mean, he got got to all his points, still got his assists, still didn't turn the ball over. Like he figured that out off the ball, mm-hmm. and then he figured out ways to get himself back on the ball. And so, I just think he's clearly ready to look as the most well-rounded as he's ever looked. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to that. So I'm going to go with Monte Morris. I like that take. I'm going to go Jamal Murray just because I think in terms of consistency, yes, he already is, you know, a production workhorse. And there are nights where he does things that we couldn't have even imagined him doing. Mm-hmm. But I do think we're going to see a little bit more consistency from him this year. And I like the way in the preseason he ran that team. Yeah. And he really took control and got everybody involved and got them the ball where they needed it and wanted it. And so I'm excited to see what steps he takes. And I think that the a lot of the Nuggets success, and I don't want to put it on one player, but his consistency is going to play a huge role it's in that. It's going to be huge. I mean, Nikola Jokic has to have somebody else that every single night goes probably 20-plus. Yeah. Yes. And Jamal Murray is that guy. Yeah. He's the candidate. We saw him do it in the playoffs. So, I mean, if he just did what he did in the playoffs – Throughout the re- regular that, season, the whole just season. do that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making it sound so easy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but it's definitely not easy. But he's absolutely the kind of player that can get that done. And if he does that, he might find himself in an All Star game as well. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, who do you think the best dunker on the team is going to be this season? <laughs> well, it's probably Jeremy. And you know, no, no, no. See, it's tougher Jeremy. than you think. Probably Jeremy, but he's just so bouncy. But I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to stick with my guy Malik. Like yeah. he flies through the air like a bird. <laughs> and he changes the momentum of games mm-hmm. when he makes those big plays. Yeah. I like that take. Yeah. I, I was thinking those two as well. Maybe sleeper, Michael Porter Jr., because he can throw yeah. down too. Yeah. So You know, athletically, this this is one of the better athletic Nuggets teams that we've seen. You know, for the longest time, uh, Katie, the, the Nuggets really were a below the rim basketball yeah. team. And even when they were awesome, even if you go back to Let's go back to 2009 when they were, you know, going to the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like it was Chauncey and Kenyon and Mello and okay. I mean, I mean, obviously great, great players, yeah. right? But not necessarily like Kenyon used to be way above the rim, <laughs> yeah. but he had like the two microfracture knee surgeries, and he could. I mean, so, so it's like robbed all that. Anymore, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Kenyon was ridiculous. I, I just have never seen very few players. I remember when he was in college, it was just ridiculous what he would do just wreck entire teams by himself and win games but anyway so the nuggets were kind of below the rim is what they were yeah. you know with maybe pops here and there mm-hmm. dunk here and there but i just like there's clear guys on this team <laughs> that, that <laughs> we're gonna see Get so ready, many lobs and so many yeah. you know and we're not even talking about mason who will just dunk it from any angle reverse from yeah. any angle like <laughs> yeah. not dunk like just straight reverse <laughs> all the time right so like cha-cha slide reverse reverse <laughs> all just on repeat the entire season for mason plumley <laughs> exactly. from monte morris <laughs> so it, Again, fun to watch, yeah, right? So yeah. yeah. 
this kind of goes along with most improved, but who do you think the biggest surprise is going to be? The biggest surprise is going to be... I think I will go with... I didn't give him these questions before he came in either, people, so <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, really just... I think quick, the, quick rapid fire. I think the biggest surprise is going to be... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start stuff here. Bull Bull. Okay, that was who I was thinking too. <laughs> yeah. That was my idea. I yeah. mean, Michael Porter Jr., obviously, like right. we all want him to be the biggest surprise, and he probably will be, but his expectations are so high up already. Yeah, exactly. But Bull is like the potential. Explain, man. explain. I just, he's on a two way deal with the Nuggets, so we won't see a ton of him. Right. But I think when we do see him at the NBA level, and I'm excited to see what he does in the, in the G League, G League yeah, too. too, but. Hit, you talk about versatile, unique, out of the ordinary skill sets. Mm -hmm. He is the walking version of that. Sure. Like the the pick and pop from the three-point line, the length that he has. The Nuggets have been harping on him in every defensive shell drill. Like, get your arms out. And like, dude, your arm should be up like a puppet all the time because you cover half of the court when you do that <laughs> yeah. on offense and on defense. Like you're going to be the easiest target to pass to if you just get big and you're going to deflect so many basketballs if you just get your hands up. Yeah. I just, I'm so excited to see what he can do. And I know he's young and raw and all of those things, but I mm -hmm. still think that what he could bring down the road yeah. is, could be really special. Yeah. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly <laughs> with that. And you know, listen, I, might have put some stuff out on Twitter about him saying like he's gonna be an impact player before too long before the season's over, to which I was taken to task by a few people. <laughs> some national slow your roll, like, Dem. Slow, slow your roll. Pump the brakes, blah blah blah. And I'm like, no, I'm not gonna pump the brakes on this one. This like, is my take. Yeah, I've <laughs> I've seen enough of what I need to see to know that. Um, you know, to me, it's, it's, it really is. I don't know, it's some of those issues are similar to Michael Porter, which is he just needs to play yeah. in the NBA. He yep. needs to play against these guys. And once he understands what that speed is, what that strength and power is, then he's going to be fine because lest we all forget he coming into uh, coming out of high school was a top three guy. Yeah. And so do you, wait, do you know who he was ranked over? Tell me. Zion. Zion Williamson. And so we're talking about a kid with a young man with this kind of talent and this mm -hmm. kind of potential. And now it's just a matter of getting him in a good conditioning and strength place and then getting him out on the court. Well, once you do that, yeah. it's, I think it's going to be very fun to see him develop. Yeah. Okay, final question for you. Just And this can be pretty quick. But area that you think the Nuggets will take the biggest jump? What, what area of improvement do you see them yeah. Elevating their game. That's a good question. I, you know, I actually think it'll be defense. I think it'll be paint defense. I don't necessarily think it'll be three-point defense, but I think it'll be yeah. paint defense. Well, their three-point defense was good. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Um, but I really, 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 really like what they were doing in terms of getting over on on rollers in the screen mm -hmm. roll situation yep. in the preseason. Yeah. They were good at that. And so if you're going to be like – so I, I think that's repeatable too. Yeah, I think it's not, you know, it's an easy habit to repeat and just be make sure you're at the restricted area before that guy gets down. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the biggest leap they'll take. I'm going to say three point shooting. Yeah, I think that percentage is going to go up because it's something that they're putting a lot of emphasis on and they want to shoot the ball better from downtown. But 
Coach Malone talked about this. You've talked about this. They want to shoot more threes too. Yeah. So I just think that there's more attention being placed on on that aspect of the game. So I would expect there to be jumps made. And here's what, I, and, and it's going to have to be done in the uh, during the regular season. Yes. Because here's what happened in the preseason. One game did they did they shoot thirty, and it was thirty on the dot. Okay, but they had twenty five turnovers a game. So you take also away twenty five possessions. Also true, because you don't get shots. Yes. Up. And then Coach Malone talked about shooters not necessarily being ready when they were catching the yeah. ball and all these kinds of things and they you know maybe passing up some mm -hmm. shots so when you put all of that together reduce the turnovers be ready when to take the shot yeah. when the ball is swung to you um maybe get more paint touches and kick outs three so so all that together will help it's just that here's the thing it really wasn't something that they practiced a whole lot yeah they just didn't it's just one of those things they say they that wants to happen and usually, okay, let's just go back to the paint defense. They practice that every day. Every day, yes. Multiple, yep. many, 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 many minutes of every single practice. Rotations, yep. low man rotations, yep. all that. So when I see that over the course of the time that I've been watching sports, like you understand where the emphasis is. And so for the Nuggets in this three-point shooting thing, like that's going to have to do be something that they get worked out during the regular season. And yeah. maybe they think, yeah, just like you said, maybe they think just because, you know, well, some things will flow yeah. better that it'll be easy to get I also think that, that their defense is so, not mechanical, but it is in a lot of ways. Like you're supposed to be here at this point. When when a person gets beat, you're, you're the low man. You rotate over here. Offensively, they're like, play basketball. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times, they the Nuggets work for the best shot, which – maybe isn't necessarily a three-pointer yeah. like they want to layup they right. want a shot in the paint they want to you know they're, they're cutting me, they're moving that's what's exactly yeah. exactly so i think if they make the extra pass out to the three-point line they sh they shoot threes every day in practice you know what i mean mm -hmm. they shoot game threes every day in practice they're working on those constantly they're working on knocking down those shots and getting those percentages up but it's going to be making it a priority in their head of like okay an open three is is could be the best shot. shot. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, all right, we're gonna pass five or six more times and get a layup, which is also great. Yeah. But these guys have been working on their three point shot. I think that that still is a very good shot, especially in today's NBA. There's no doubt about yeah. it. Just are they gonna take it? And are they gonna knock it down? Take them. Okay, Nuggets Nation. This is the 24K Pod. If this is your first time listening, thank you yeah, for finding us. You. We're gonna be here all season long with you. We're gonna try and get a pod out at least once a week for you guys. Whether it's just me and Dempsey updating you on some Nuggets information, um, some Nuggets about the Nuggets. Yeah, I went there. <laughs> <You> went there. <laughs> uh, we will be here for you guys. We're also gonna have some pretty cool guests on. We'll have players, coaches, uh, maybe even some reporters from around the NBA sure. to to pick their brain on. Denver's season as it approaches and, and as it happens. So thanks for joining us on this episode of the 24K pod. For Chris Dempsey, any last words? Uh, see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Katie Windy. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>